international physicality wise and you know they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Good evening everyone and welcome once again into Studio 2 here in KCLR for Come On Kind with myself Martin Quilty and delighted to be joined as always by my co-host Anya Farrell. Anya, how are you this evening? I'm good thanks Martin, how are you? Great, well no I won't say I'm great. Well, I'm not really, because I don't my back in last Friday. So, yeah, agony has been the word over the weekend, including even trying to do a match at the weekend. But there we go. That'll tell you the shortages uh, that we have between officials and the whole lot. But other than that, it has been a very good week. We got all of the matches played and we are going to run down through some of your predictions because <laughs> you got a lot right this weekend. I did. I'm so proud of myself that I actually did get some of them right. Right. I'm going to take them as I have them here on my computer screen because I'm saving paper. So, let's begin with the Shaw's Department Store Intermediate League game between O'Loughlin Gales and Emeralds St. Anne's. This one ended in 2-7, a draw apiece. I got that one wrong. Yeah. I don't like going for draws, to be fair. We don't have many of them, though, to be fair. No, we don't. Um, This was only one of... uh, I think this is the first draw we've had, actually. Yeah, and by all accounts... Um, Sorry, second draw we've had. By all accounts, hearing, hearing um, you know, kind of feedback, I suppose, coming from that match, um, probably, I just have to, I actually just need to check it. Like, I suppose, realistically, Emerald St. Anne's coming off the back of a defeat, O'Loughlin's coming off um, a win at the weekend. This was obviously going to be a huge game um, for both teams there. And I just want to see who, I just want to check the message now that I got from the person that was at the match who was sussing it out for me. Um, Don't give away the name because I'm no, one of our spies. No, I won't. And oh my God, it's terrible there that I actually can't find it. Uh, here we go. I'm blab, actually waiting blab. to see who actually refereed that one. Let's see if I can find the um, the team sheets. I think was it Emeralds? Did is it Emerald Saint Anne's got that's terrible? Two. I think did Emerald Saint Anne's get the two first goals? I'm nearly sure off the top of my head. I think that's what had happened. But by all means, like it was by all means, it was a very good game. Laura Green, I suppose, was the powerhouse. Wrong way around. Other way around. O'Loughlin's got O'Lo- the two I, games actually goals. yes, because yes. I was talking to Brendan Hickey actually yeah. uh, yesterday evening, and O'Loughlin or Emerald Saint Anne's was eight points down at one stage. Mm-hmm. O'Loughlin scored one point in the second half, so it was two six to whatever at half time. Yeah. Emerald Saint Anne's had a very good second half yeah. um, but just couldn't get over the line Yeah do you know what and I suppose like both teams probably coming out would probably be a bit disarrayed from that both probably thinking that you know I suppose they, they could have pushed on and, and won that game but listen they'll ha- both have to settle for a pint piece you know at least they're not coming out of there empty handed at the end of the day um, Saint, uh, say Emeralds for Emerald St. Anne's I suppose coming off the back of a loss as I've just said to having a draw they'll be hoping to kind of propel that on now again for the next day and get a win the next day to you know, put give him a bit of confidence, I suppose, going into the championship round one. O'Loughlin Gales having a great victory out the first day, a draw with them now at this stage. You know what? I think they'll be fairly happy where they're sitting really at the moment in the in their table, and you know they're doing very well considering they still don't have uh, Laura Murphy. She still has to go in there, which is a huge. I huge don't player. think though, by all accounts, oh, listening to no. the weekend, that she's going to be back because by all accounts she's gone for the year. Oh, that's now that's not confirmed, but yeah. it, well, if I, that's the 
case, it's a huge I've heard her from several uh, yeah. outlets. Yeah, that, that'll be devastating if it is the case, I suppose, because she's been a massive player for Kilkenny. She's a massive player for Lachlan Gales. Um, Laura Green, as I mentioned there, again, formidable powerhouse, um, was instrumental in the first half. But I think then Emer Lahi from Emerald St. Anne's went on her in the second half. And not that it kind of um, completely nulled her out of the game, but both of them kind of had a, had a it serious... It certainly restricted her. Yeah, it restricted her and both of them had a serious battle there. So and Emer Lahi, a really good young player. She was in on the intermediate panel as well this year, um, you know, flying it, you know, Neve's younger sister. So, you know, flying it as well there. And you have to mention, Emerald St Anne's they're also still without Neve Sweeney who I think has is um, has an injury in her hamstring so like no, no, she tugged out the night below in sleeve rule but she didn't come she on didn't and play she didn't come on yeah and we played in a challenge match there just before the league championship campaign kicked off and she wasn't tugged out either and from what I can gather I don't think she was playing at the weekend as, at the weekend either so like you know she's going to be she's obviously lost and if they're keeping her for a championship why not like it's everything is so like everything is week on week on week like you have to be really careful if there's any niggles or anything like that I suppose you really have to be keeping an eye on your players because once championship comes that's the serious end of the business and you don't want to be you don't want to be without some of your crucial players for that Well there is a break coming up on some of them although I did discover and I actually thought that Chloe Purcell now how can I put this politically correct I thought Chloe Purcell was actually younger than she is and I mean this in the nicest way possible because the amount of running she's done the night that I've seen her playing she's against St. Clair's. a young one. Yeah, well, you know, no, you know what I mean? I yeah. thought she was only 18, 19, like the way she was bringing around <laughs> the field. She'll love that. I must actually say that to her now the next when, time I see when, her. When I discovered she wasn't that age, I was a little bit shocked now, I have to say. She does frequent Freshford. She's living in Freshford, <laughs> so I do see her. So I must actually say that to her, give her a boost of confidence. I honestly did. I thought she was one of the younger ones that was coming up from the mm. minor panel. Like, you know, that would, she, because she really was she uh, unbelievable anyway I uh, I did I got a land all right now when I was uh, kind of told uh, she wasn't in that age bracket at all <laughs> at all so uh, Chloe if you are listening it is a compliment by the way uh, let's move on very quickly <laughs> to the Michael Ling Motors that <laughs> Hyundai senior league game between Wine Gap and Conaghy Wine Gap having a very big win in this one 122 that's some scoring to be fair in any kind of a match uh, Conaghy Shamrocks getting 2-9 so a win there for Winegap did you get that one right? you have your sheet in front of you I haven't I didn't one. I actually went for Conaghy in that one um, I suppose I was kind of looking at I was kind of looking at Conaghy from the last day and I was hugely impressed um, Conaghy did again once again thankfully have their team sheet up um, I did notice that they had a couple of um, positional changes um, it looks like there that um, Shannon Fien is on the injury list and she was huge for them against um, against St. Bridges that day playing at wing she was playing wing back um, so Quiva Hennessy came into the slot Ashling Maher had to slot back then into into the wing back position and Molly, o, uh, Molly O'Dernan came in but she'd also actually come in at half time against St. Bridges and she was flying it um, So, but Shannon Fien would have been a major loss there um, they were also without um, Maeve Walsh who was Excellent, absolutely excellent against St. Bridget's as well. Um, so whether it was injury or whatever the case may be, not sure. But yeah, like I think worrying for Conaghy though, they had two scores yeah. in the whole of the match. But it was the same the last day. They they I think they only had three scores against um St. Bridget's as well. They do really heavily rely on um heavily rely on Ellen Gunner and um Emma Mulhall 
They really, really do. And I suppose the two of them, they're powerhouses. They really, really are. But the other forwards work extremely hard as well. But 122 is a massive, it's a huge massive scoreline score to be putting up. Um, but on the other end, you're still conceding two goals and nine points, which is still, it's still a decent, it is still a decent scoring. But, you know, 22 points for Wine Gap. Wow. Like, it's not often you see 22 points being scored in a Camogie match and I know this weekend we've had some big we've had actually some big scores as well coming in there too but 22 points I think that's probably well I suppose Dixper on the other side as well but 22 points is a massive score to be it thrown It certainly in. is well wine gap Continuing on with their good vein of form mm-hmm. um, in the yeah. league so far, we'll now we're going to chop and change because I'm just taking, as I said, the results as they come to hand here. So we're moving on to the Kilkenny Rivercourt Premier Junior game. This is John Locks, Bennett's Bridge, and Dixborough. Of course, Dixborough's second team in this game and a high scoring encounter here yep. with JLBB coming out on top 316, two, three goals, and eight points. So last year's runners up really getting off to a bang the start of this campaign yep and I got this one right um, they I think John one out of three isn't bad so far <laughs> I know <laughs> god damn it um, yeah John Locke's Ben's Bridge I really think they're going to be the team in the junior grade this year I think they've got some really really nice players and they've got a mix there and I suppose when you're looking at Vivian Holmes really being one of the stalwarts there had a fantastic year last year you know inside with the and you know reaped the rewards of it and was brought into the inter-county scene this year as well so that's another big scoreline 316 I think John Locksburn's bridge will be kind of you know they'll be still very hurt um, losing the county final last year to carry shock in what was an epic Oh, epic, epic proportion. Like yeah, it yeah. literally went down to the, the last puck of the ball. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a really, really good result for John Locksbane's bridge. I suppose disappointing for those three teams that's in Group A and that one is that Thomastown had pulled out earlier on before the competition started. So they're minus um, a game in that mm-hmm. one each. When you look at the other uh, group in Group B, there's an extra game that's in it. So really getting a good start and getting a competitive game under their belt, which that was uh, John Locksbane's bridge first game of the campaign as well mm-hmm. it's always good to get off with an 8 point victory um, so Dixborough having played two games they've won one now and lost one uh, Pilltown is the other team in that group and they will actually be out this weekend coming but um, yeah look for John Locks Bennett's Bridge it's certainly a good start for them talking about good starts we're going to move on to the intermediate game this is Mullinavat against Ballyhale Shamrocks mm-hmm. Ballyhale 2 from 2 414 to 110 victors over Mullinavat yeah huge results there for Ballyhale and another big scoreline as well um, you know they definitely won the battle of the, the local derby down there and Ballyhale are on flying form this year and you know <laughs> you really have to say like kind of you know is it going to be their year and I suppose when you have that confidence of getting your first two games on your belt and getting getting two wins from it that's really going to propel you on and I suppose like they go out the next day they're probably going to be sitting pretty and looking at themselves in the, into a championship quarter final and, and avoiding around one stage and kind of giving themselves that extra bit of a break as well so you know things seem to be going really really well down there and you know they've got a lot of really good young players coming through as well Well you certainly can't get any better I mean they're top of the table along with Moon Kime who we'll discuss in a few more moment's time but they're after scoring six goals and 23 points in two mm-hmm. games of Camogie like, it's unbelievable and as we said they do sit top of the table I suppose when you look at Mullinavat though compared to where Mullinavat have been yeah. a couple of years ago mm-hmm. now let's be fair they have lost an unbelievably amount of players yeah. that you know if it happened to any club they really would struggle you know they had a good uh, re- result against Liz Downey to a certain degree mm-hmm. there was only a couple of points in it 
the game against Ballyhale Ballyhale though really pushing on hard and they're at the bottom of the table now with minus 18 mm-hmm. just three points between themselves and Glenmore who also lost uh, at the weekend Yeah and you know what I suppose for the likes of Mulvat like you know as you said like they've reaped the, the rewards at the highest level like you know former senior county champions have gone on have represented you know one, Kilkenny, one Leinster, one Leinster yeah. have, you know like so they, they've really been there and I suppose like you know like every club there are going to be years where you're going to be going through that tra- that transition period and it does take maybe two to three years I suppose to kind of regroup develop your players and it happens in every club and it's just unfortunate for for now that it looks like it's Mullinavat's turn there at the moment but like they're still competing they're still competing in games and I think that's that's going to be a huge that's a huge factor for them but they'll always compete that's, yeah. that's definite and I think like you know it's it's just about like I've I've often said like if clubs can basically just get like through your in your transition period it's very easy for heads to drop and for more players to walk away and clubs then being relegated it's very easy for that to happen but if you can keep thing, keep the show going for the first year or two it really does help because then you'll have that cohort of younger players coming in in their first year they're just going to be getting used to the tempo of the grade that they're going to be playing in it's where it's really in the second and third year where you see the younger players standing out and performing because they're now they're now the future of the club so I think listen it's just about biding your time for Mullinavat there at the moment Let's keep moving on then to the junior. We have two junior games coming up now that was played on Saturday. First one is Tullahar versus The Roar in Estique. Um Tullahar coming out on top 3-9 mm-hmm. to 1-4 in this one. Another yeah. good victory for Tullahar. Two from two. Yeah, another great result there for Tullahar Ross Birkin. They'll be delighted with that and they seem to be going really in the right direction. Um, you know, two fantastic results. Seen them the first day, very, very impressed with them and by all means like raking up another really good score as well and I think like I think if they can keep the heads down and keep working I think they're certainly going to be in without in with a chance in the, in the latter stages too. 5-18 scored out of two games okay conceding 2-11 but they still have a plus 16 score difference and that's double by far of anyone else mm. in that group at the minute so they really are going very very well and I hope they're able to go, going to be able to push this onto the championship stage because we did see this last year they performed very very well in the league stages and, and then faded away and then faded away Like, and I suppose listen that does happen but I really hope they've probably you know learned from that last year and are able to push on to the push on because like you know like I remember years ago having battles against Tuller Rosberg and like, they were always really strong really really good team like you know over the last couple of years like they were competing they won a Leinster League last year or the year before I think they did um, and you know like they've got some but they're a really really young team at yeah, the minute so. but like they've been doing very well underage yes. so we're it's probably now that they're seeing the they're reaping the rewards yeah, the rewards yeah. now at the moment yeah so that's really really good two from two brilliant it certainly is someone else who's reaping rewards down there at the minute with the good work that's being put in is Greg Namana the local derby down there between Blacks and Whites and Greg Namana the women in green and white coming away with the victory 4-6 to 1-6 there was a 9 points difference in this game Greg Namana getting their first win of the campaign you did predict this didn't you? I did I'm not just getting the last four right. Just saying. Relax. <laughs> well, it's better than the first one out of three. Um, yeah, another really, really good result for Greg Namana. I'm telling you, I've seen Greg Namana this year. They are a very, very good team. I've seen them last year and they were a good team yeah, then. Really, really good. Um, 
They've got some really nice hurlers on that team and I think the experience of last year now and I think bringing in their younger players as well like the likes of Rebecca Hayden coming in there as well um, I think you know I think the junior championship okay listen I know we're all saying John Locksburn's Bridge are probably going to be favourites for it I'm by no means tipping them for it I'm saying that they are going to be favourites they know themselves that they are going to be favourites for it after being in the county final last year it's just an automatic tag that's put on a lot of teams but it goes by form it does and because if you, if you look over form. the last three years mm. right there was two teams got to the junior final Yeah, one team won it one team lost it yeah the next year come into it, the team that was the runner-up the year before got to the final. Yeah. They won it. Yeah. The team that was runner-up in that one won it the next yeah. year. Yeah, and I suppose... Bennett's Bridge, John Locks lost last year. Yeah. If theory was to go right and you were to follow the trend... Yeah, you'd be saying that they'd be going up this year. Now, and I'm not saying that they're not... No, I'm not saying that they're not going to win it, but I'm not saying that they are going to win it. Like... I'm not going to make that mistake. We still have our predictions. I'm not going to be making that mistake again. Um, we have our predictions done. They're all yeah, sealed. They're all sealed, yeah. signed, sealed, and delivered. Um, but yeah, I reckon. I reckon Greg Namana. I reckon Greg Namana would be in within a shout in the latter stages. I think. Okay, listen. They had a tough game against Tullerhorn the first day out, but they're after getting a great victory over Blacks and Whites. And let's be fair, when you want a local derby that was always going to be a massive local derby. And um, teams always perform better in yes, local derbies. Absolutely. 100% they do. Um, so yeah, another really good result. A, a, a very good result there for Greg Damana. Right. Let's start moving on to a couple of senior matches then because Clara and St. Bridget's was out at the weekend. This was a tight enough affair but St. Bridget's coming out on top 111 to 10 points and that is St. Bridget's first win of the campaign. It is and I actually went for Clara on that one and I got that one wrong I did Lil sorry about that Um, (laughs) I got that one wrong um, but fair play to St. Bridges they obviously had learned their lessons you know from the from the week previous they you know tightened up on what they needed to tighten up on and you know they got a really good result because Clara by no means like last year had been in a county semi-final I understand again they're after losing a lot of players um, but that's a that's a really really good result for St. Bridges and it's going to give them a lot of confidence now going into their last round well, It certainly is I suppose it's the first game for Clara because the yes. first game was postponed until the free weekend on mm-hmm. the 10th of September so like it's hard to judge Clara just on one performance. One yeah, yeah we, we'll exactly. have to wait and see for the next one. But really, when you look at the the next result that's coming up there, I mean, James Stevens freshly promoted, yep. coming up against St Martin's. It's in St Martin's backyard, and James Stevens come away with a one point victory, one eleven to thirteen points. And if I'm not mistaken, you actually said James Stevens was going to beat St Martin's. I did. I got that right, Lil. <laughs> just letting you know there. Got that one right. <laughs> a good win though for him, to be fair. Very, very good win for James Stevens and that that is by no means an easy task. That's a that's a very hard thing to do is to go down to St. Martin's to get it to come away with a victory, to come away with a victory there. Um I suppose having the game the week previous to to wind gap and running them to a draw. To a draw, yeah. Like that's two that's two really, really good results. 
Well, when you look Stevens. at wine gap and Conaghy's yeah. result from the yeah. weekend, and you look yeah. at James Stevens beating St. Martins, they're certainly putting their yeah. hands up. Well, listen, James Stevens, like they were always going to add something to the senior campaign. The amount of inter county players that they have, uh, you know, avail- available to them. If any other club had them, it, they'd like they'd love it as well. And I suppose, like, having that experience back, having that extra training behind them, that's going to propel them on. And I suppose you have to look at James Stevens there. You know, won a Leinster final last year, won an inter intermediate county title beaten in the intermediate county final the year previous or yeah the year previous won the junior the year previous lost the junior the year previous these girls are used to being competing at the latter stages of championship for the last five six years they know how to win like James Stevens one Ashbourne Cops, yeah. Parcel Cops. They're going, listen, yeah. they're, they're going to, they're going to, be, they're going to be putting their hand up there, and they're going to be wanting to get to a quarter final, semi final at least. Well, they certainly will. Somebody else is putting their hands up in the intermediate uh, stakes, and that is Moonkine because Liz Downey travelled down to Moonkine at the weekend. Moonkine coming away with a three eleven to one five victory to make it a clean sweep, two wins from two, top of the table, four twenty one scored in their two matches, only conceding one. 11 mm. Moonkine are going well Moonkine are going very very well to me this is a this is a it's not a big shock really I think it was always going to be a hard task for Liz Downey to go to Moonkine um, Moonkine just seemed to be a really on form team at the moment uh, I'm actually looking forward to getting to actually see them see them play I want to see they seem to be building a little bit from their uh, run in the championship yeah. last year because they got to the semi-final they pushed the village hard and we know that the village yeah. went on then to win the county final yeah. afterwards but like Munkine have always been there or thereabouts the same thing mm-hmm. Munkine was in the junior final against James yeah. Stevens James Stevens uh, beat, them beat them by one point yeah. then Munkine went on and they won the intermediate or the, the junior grade to go intermediate then the following year as well yeah. Like so that's another team that's well used to being competing at the knockout stages yeah and, and a team that have like have that have a really nice balance of um, youth and experience as well. So like I suppose like it, it's not that they've been around a long time. Like they're probably they're probably hitting form at the right time, and they're probably you know competing at the latter stages of an intermediate championship probably in the right time for them with the with I suppose the, the age bracket of a lot of their players as well. So yeah, really really good. Munkine are, are definitely ones to be keeping an eye on too. They, cer- Ooh, they certainly are right let's move on to the next one because it's your own club you came up against Young Ireland's at the weekend in the senior league 3.15 to 9 points you had a very good win against Thomastown the first day but when you look at that result it certainly didn't go your way uh, at the weekend Gorn keeping their 100% record intact 2 from 2 does the result make it look like that Gorn played very very well in this game? Oh yeah Without a doubt, um, Young Ireland's were by far the more superior team from the get-go. From the very minute the ball was thrown in, they were hungry, they were ruthless in everything that they did. They worked extremely well. Um, uh, like I'm not going to say like like listen to, like we were we were very poor and the girls ourselves we know we were very poor. But we're not going to say Gorn beat us because we're poor. Gorn wouldn't allow us to hurl. They say, and like there's a difference. There's a difference. Yeah. They genuine. They wouldn't allow us to hurt. We just we couldn't keep up to terms with them. Like even small little things. Like every time there was one of them. Every time there was a Tullerone person around the ball, there was two, three Gorn players there. They were hunting in packs. They were working like a team. And we just we just couldn't break that down. We couldn't break the break the cycle down. It was one night to a point at half time. Like you know, which was, you know, we had opportunities. We drove a couple of wides, but like. 
the the pressure that um, pressure that Young Ireland's were putting on us was immense. They've some fantastic players. Um, second half came out and literally it couldn't have gone any better for them. First bucket the ball, they got a goal from it. Um, you know, and it's just they're they're really strong all over. And I have to say, uh, Steffi Fitz dictated absolutely everything in the forwards. She was superb for Young Ireland. She really was. Sarah O'Donnell was also excellent in a wing forward. Um, Kate Brennan, a full forward. Now, I apologise if I have her name wrong. I do recall we did. She was on the Young Ireland team that um, lost the Junior C County final last year. She was full forward for them. She was full forward. I'm nearly sure that's her name, Kate Brennan. Um, and I'll probably be shot if I get that wrong. But she was very, very good. Very strong. Very physical girl in at full forward. Um, Nicole Carter was just outstanding. She was. She was brilliant. The only thing you can say about that is Nicole Carter was Nicole Carter. Yeah, like she was really, really good. And How many times though have we said that? Yeah, like it was like like she played a sweeper role but she played it to perfection and I suppose no matter what you try to do she always found herself in that role. Like she was just it's it's her it's her delivery of the ball. It's her awareness of where the ball is going to be. It's being in a huddle and she literally just picking the ball out and just walking out with it. She was excellent. Everything was so effortless. Like, they're really good. You had Tiffy Fitz and Kira O'Keefe, who I forgot to actually mention last last week. Really, really strong in midfield. Really running, real good running game. Everything that they did was quick and was fast. And if Young Ireland's can keep this up, they are really, really are. They're going to go a long, long way. They, they were immense I must say absolutely immense now I will say for um, for Tullerone for ourselves Grace Walsh and Neve Dowling for me were by far our two two best players on the day they they really tried they tried their tried their hardest they really really did like I'm not saying the rest of the girls were poor it just didn't it just didn't happen for us on the day but credit where credit is due Young Ireland's were absolutely fantastic well, that's good to know. I, I have to say, talking about yourselves, um, I was chatting to somebody last week and they were listening to the podcast and they were driving from Offaly to Dublin <laughs> and they told me that if anyone was looking at him driving along on the M50, they definitely would have said that this person was possessed because she was listening to the fact that I was taking all of the credit for your victory over Thomastown and she was in the hysterics going on that I was taking the credit for it. So at least we know that people are listening. But um, yeah, on the drive into Dublin every uh, Wednesday morning we are seemingly on in the car um, for the Come On Kind podcast so um, yeah to that person thank you very much <laughs> right um, I left out a result because it was missing so I'm coming back to it it is in the Shaw's Department Store Intermediate game it is Carrick Shock and Dane's Fort and it was a two point victory for Carrick Shock in this game I got that right I got that right too and I'm like both of you right at the same time. That's worrying now. And but you know what? Like, and it's absolutely no disrespect to Dane's Fort at all. It really isn't because I would be considered. I would have been looking at Dane's Fort to push on this year, and you know, to to now listen. Still early stages yet. We still have a championship to play. You, you know, but Carrick Shock. That's a huge, huge result from Carrick Shock. And having watched Carrick Shock against St. Lactans the first time round, they're a good team. They really are. They were just unfortunate to have to go it's up against It's a good the, bounce back for Carrick Shock after the St. Lactans match. It's a huge, huge result for them and that'll give them so much confidence and I think it'll be 
a massive driving force going in, going into their next game now next weekend. Uh, Flip the coin though on the other side, yeah. and it's two losses for Danes Fort. Yeah, two losses for Danes Fort, and I suppose listen, they're going to want to they're going to be wanting to finish out their league stage um, with a win heading into championship, which is going to be extremely important. So you know they're probably just going to have to get their heads down and really just try and focus and see what they can how they can make amends for this. And you know they'll obviously be very disappointing. They're after winning an all county league you know which is it's a big honour like it's a bit of silverware and I suppose that's what they'll have to be looking at and they'll have to nearly kind of go back to that and use I suppose the confidence they got from that to bring into their next game because that's going to be a lot got to do with it Yeah and had a good rattle in the championship last mm-hmm. year like they had uh, good games um, I think the last one that they played actually was against Mullinavat, um which was a cracker mm. you know so uh, look it's not the end of the world for teams either because one way or another you're still going to be involved in championship yeah. um, you might not be involved in the latter stages of the league but the serious business is certainly going to kick in in a couple of weeks time talking about serious business I mean when a team is travelling to your home venue and you want to put in a performance Piltown certainly did that against Barrow Rangers at the weekend Piltown 5-17 Barrow Rangers 9 point that is an emphatic a statement as you can probably tell over the weekend when any of the results is called out. Yeah, and if memory serves me right, half-time results, they were ahead by Gubbage as well, weren't they? Somebody has sent it to me here. Hold on now, I have it. Oh yeah, half-time, uh, 3.10 to 5 points. Like, that's a fair old lead. That's a, that's a kind of like, you know, get out there, get the job done within the first 30 minutes and, you know, put the three points on the board and, and get out of there. Um a huge, huge result for Piltown. It they were always there was always going to be a massive game in them. Um, obviously coming up against Dixborough in the first round, that was going to be. I think that was more so going to be a test of character to see how they could perform after losing to Dixborough in the semi final last year. I'd say, listen, they were probably happy that they kept within the five points of them. I think certainly they'll be happy that. Not that they'll be happy that Dixborough bet them, but I think they won't have, they won't be losing the run of themselves in relation to it. But I think that result, I think that has really kind of put a stamp on that Piltown main business for the championship this year. And I think you're going to have the Piltown back to the Piltown that we saw two years ago, two, three years ago. They're going to be aiming for a county final. And I think that's what's in the back of their mind. Um, and I think a 5-17 to 9-point scoreline, that's a, that's a massive, massive result. It's also good news. I believe Kelly and Doyle was back at the weekend for him as well. Yes, as again, Pilltown put up the put up their team sheet was it was brilliant. It's it's really really good to be able to see. I have the to give Jason a shout out because I mean even he sends in his um his match reports mm. even after the game as well, which are always very very good and. Uh, yeah, Jason, I have to say, boy, your your graphics and the whole lot are coming along very professionally. I mean, it's so clear to, to read them. Although I would query Kellyanne Doyle playing in full back. Uh, I don't know. She probably wasn't playing there. I can't see that happening no. now, to be fair. But, listen, but like, and again, like, I just want to reiterate what you're saying there, Martin. But that's a shout out to Conaghy yeah. and to yeah. Piltown. Both teams have been, have been excellent. And you know what? It's so, so good to see. It's helping people go into the matches because you're able to pinpoint the players out but it's also promoting the game as well within your own club within and your that, own yeah. club and like you can constantly see like these things will flash up and it, like it's it's just it's really really good to see they've got a really really good work ethic with relation to reports simple little it's things brilliant. simple little yeah. things right teams going up before the, the games themselves so that you know who's in it 
and tweets. Yeah. You know, that if we are at a different venue and you're looking to see how things are going, just a simple thing of a score mm-hmm. of how things, you know, are progressing in Pilltown, if you're in Parmistown or vice versa, if you're in Thomastown, you want to know how things are going in Carrick Shock. Yeah. You know, it's great that clubs are tweeting and some of the clubs are tweeting now to be fair yeah, to them. Are. And they, I think a lot more this year than we've had yes. in previous years, which is really, really good to see. I must say, like, it is really, really good yeah, to see. Yeah, but you want to promote well. your own club as yeah. well. Like, you know, everybody wants to, to see how things are going. Right, Glenmore and the Roar League, if you told someone that the Roarness League was after scoring six goals and seven points against Glenmore you would have said that it was an emphatic victory for the Roarness League mm-hmm. it was far from it yeah because if you take and I'm by no means being critical in this but mistakes costs you big time and the Glenmore backline I won't say who it was exactly mm-hmm. because I'm not going to, to put blame on anyone but uh, within the seven defenders um, and I'm including a goalkeeper on that as well there was probably three of those goals that came from mistakes and turnovers and if you take those three goals out of that scoreline yeah. it was a hell of a lot closer than the scoreline suggests yeah it would be but it's a it's a massive result for Dix or for um, Roar and memory serves right they're coming off the back of a loss from last week after being in the county yeah, it's their, final it's their first uh, played to first victory yeah yeah, and I suppose like after being in the county final the year previous they wanted to kind of rebound back from that so you know that's a huge that's a huge huge result for Rornish Teague but I am delighted to see Glenmore um, I'm delighted to see Glenmore competing Oh, they co- they competed yeah. very well and and I think that was a big worry we did have last year with Glenmore we really did and I'm delighted to see them back up performing, putting in really, really good performances. And there was lots of good performances yeah. on both uh, sets of defenders. Um, I know, is it Anya Gannon? Am I right on the name? Yeah. I haven't got the team yeah, sheets yeah, with me, Ony although Gannon. they're probably down in the car. Um, Anya had a very good game uh, centre back. She yeah. was very, very good. Uh, Cree Langton was very, very good. Uh, Cuiva Carmorta was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to leave out an awful lot of players now uh, when it comes to it. Again, Helen Hines was very good with Glenmore. Mm-hmm. Um, Chloe Mullally had a very good game as well. Mary Claire O'Dwyer tried well at centre back. Mm-hmm. Um who was in the forward line Annie Carowin was very good on freeze mm-hmm. um, but Glenmore are probably lacking an instinctive forward up in their forward yeah, line that's able instinct. correct that's able to get them a goal or two like which they really need because they are competing yeah. um, elsewhere and they are a very young team and they're trying to mm-hmm. combine uh, youth and experience mm-hmm. that's there as well but look it you know it's progression from the first day yep. that I've seen him playing against um, Ballyhale they lost by three points only to Ballyhale they yeah. really put it up to them take the mistakes out of the game against yeah. the Ornestique and they're competing it's just the results are not going their way at the yeah, minute Yeah but you have to like you know I suppose you look at and like I'm not taking anything away from Ornestique Oh no, no I'm not here, either they were, they were excellent now You know like you're looking at Ornestique who will be kind of again they'll probably have a favourites tag on their back after competing in the county final last year and you know Glenmore can be very proud that they're able they're, that they're performing because we were very worried about Glenmore last year we did say it but it's really really good to hear that they're getting performances in and again another club that's very good on their social media promoting their players as well yeah well very, that's due very to, uh, to Karen Jones and yeah. I have to say they've two young PROs down there uh, our own Amy Cody and I say our own because she was part of our minor team as well she's part of the PRO uh, PRO OG um, contingent that's down there so we have lots of good work being done in the clubs mm-hmm. um, I want to get to a point and this is coming to rule stages that I 
have experienced over the last couple of games but we're going to move on to the last result first and that is in the senior league game between Thomastown and Dixborough a repeat of last year's county final Dixborough coming away though with an emphatic victory on this one I mean 18 points against Thomastown when you look at it that's really setting down a marker and a milestone probably you know we said this last year though we were talking mm. about this off air we did say this about Dixborough last year um, but still an 18 points over the county champions like is a huge statement massive absolutely um, I, I was talking to some people that were at this game and worryingly enough they felt Dixborough didn't even get out of second gear Um and it just goes to show the abundance of talents that, that they had. A couple of names that kind of popped up. Uh, Quiva Dowland was immense at centre-back for uh, Dixborough. Um, Emer Farrell, Tom sounds very good. Sarah Barker was very good. Orla Hanrick was very good for Dixborough. Um, Jenny and Amy Clifford, again, very good. Ava Gorman, very good for Dixborough. So it's names that we've heard before. There's Because this is a team that I suppose... The majority of them are nearly household names at this stage, but that's an excellent, excellent result for Dixborough. Again, I'm going to say it, I would not like to be meeting Thomson in a championship game. I really, really wouldn't. I think, well, listen... It's early stages. Yeah, so, I it's mean, early stages and I wouldn't mm-hmm. by any means at all be writing them off at all. However, and, yeah, you've said this and I've said this on numerous occasions. Mm-hmm. You can't beat momentum going forward, and those kind of results certainly gives a team momentum. It it certainly does. It, it really does. Like, and I suppose that's a, that's a really good thing. I suppose going into championship that you want to get as much wins as you get as much confidence, especially for the younger players that might yeah. be their first or second year in. But on the other side of that, okay, I'm, I'm I just was just going. going to take, I was going to ask you yeah, to flip it as well. You take Thomastown for example. Okay, yes, they've had two losses now. But they're still county champions. Yep. They know how to win championships. And anybody that comes up against them in championship, if they think that, oh, this Thomastown team is 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 a goner, I, I wouldn't like You're to... I I would not like to be coming up against Thomastown in a knockout game because I think when it comes to championship, they have a different take on championship than a lot of the other teams in this county. They know how to win champions. They surely do. Right, uh, there is four groups of three, but they have been divided into group one and group two, but these will be split down into your own groups um, according as you were drawn earlier on. But in group one, currently sitting at the top of the table is Wingup and James Stevens with four points each. Connie with three points St. Martins and St. Bridget's uh, with no score each obviously there is one, two, three, four, five. there's a team missing um, in that one because there should be six teams in total so obviously uh, somebody is not after playing am I right on that isn't there 12 teams there is Yeah, should be four groups of three yeah um, so someone obviously hasn't played yet in uh, the group one games but in group two um, which are again split into uh, I think it's is it C and D I think th- this is the groups. So Dixborough and Young Ireland's top with six points apiece. Piltown, uh, St. Bridget's and Tullerone are coming down next then with three points apiece. And Clara, Thomastown and Barrow Rangers with uh, no score there at the minute, no points. Um, so the way this is going to work is um, you're in the same group as who? Remind me. <laughs> Dixborough and Barrow Rangers. 
Okay, so Dixborough, Tullerone and Barrow Rangers. So the way that table would work then at the minute is Dixborough would be top with six points, Tullerone would be second with three points and Barrow Rangers would be third then with no points in it. So that's the way all of the tables will work out. So obviously in the other group, you're going to then have Young Ireland's top of the table with six points, Piltown in second place with three points and somebody else then in the table with no score. I think there's one of them in the wrong spot. Yeah, there is. St. Bridget's. St. Bridget's are St. in Bridget's twice. St. Bridget's is down twice. Yes. And that can't be possible. Yeah, you need to take St. Bridget's out. And who else is in Bar it? Rangers are there, Dixford, there, Tullerone. Right, are that's there. something to fix up later on. That's where our sixth team is because there's one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's eight teams in group two. That's not possible. So somebody else has to come out of there at some stage. So that's something to fix out later on anyway. But that's the way they will work out. And the top team in each of those groups will qualify for the league semi-finals later on. Um, and I think actually Clara should be in the yeah. other group as well. So it's St. Bridget's and Clara are in the wrong group in that one. Okay, let me see if I can fix this live as we do these things. So if I go in here to the Michael Ling Motors Senior League and if I go to St. Bridget's and Clara, you said to me, and that is actually down for group two, which it should be group one. And if I change that there and the result is in it and if I press save on that one and go up there and refresh things one, two, three, four, five, and six. One, two, three, four, five. There we go. Problem solved. Straight away with the click of a button. Um, so as we were saying, uh, Anya is in with Dixborough and Barrow Rangers. So yeah, Dixborough would be top, uh, Tullerone second and Barrow Rangers third. And then in the other group, you would have Young Ireland's top. You would have Piltown in second place and Thomastown currently with no points each. So if that was the case, Dixborough and Young Ireland's would both go through as group winners. Um, into the league semi-finals that's the way it'll work so while they're grouped there is uh, separate groups in it and the senior intermediate is like that as well so the intermediate then in group one currently on the top of the table there is O'Loughlin Gales with four points in two games played St. Lactons St. Clare's Carrick Shock all with three points each they have uh, a couple of games played Carrick Shock of two St. Lactons St. Clare's with one and you have Emeralds uh, and Emerald St. Anne's and Danes Fort then uh, with one point and no point uh, respectively. While in Group 2, you have Moonkind and Ballyhale top with six points each. 100% record for both of them. The Roarness League and Liz Downey then come second, uh, third and fourth in that one. And then Glenmore and Mullinavat is picking up the bottom there with no wins uh, on the table. And when we come then to the Premier Junior, it is John Locks Bennett's Bridge on top of the table, but they have one game played only. Dixborough in second, Piltown in third, and Tullahar is top in Group B with Greg Namana on three points, Blacks and Whites nil, and the Rowanist yet to score a point in that one as well. Right, my gripe over oh, yeah. the couple of matches that I have oh, played no. so far. <laughs> okay. Hand passing. Um. Hand passing is gone beyond referable okay have you I mean you've been at a lot of matches as well am I the only one that's discovering this honestly yeah I'm trying to think back to the matches I mean over the two matches that I've had lately and I've been pulling referees for this all year on inter-county assessment duty and the whole lot um, and all of the referees by the way has been getting the decisions right mm-hmm. so it's easy enough to uh, to grade them on things like that but the hand passing has gone so bad I don't know is it the coaching 
that they're getting or whether it's just down to poor technique do you know what I think it is like I I think because the game of camogie has come on and has developed over the course over the last couple of years especially it really the pace has got much faster and I think and I understand like there has to be a clear we have to be able to see a, yeah, but this, a clear and this is the issue because thing, the yeah. people rolling it like they used to off the fingertips yeah. and because your hand is moving in a rolling kind of emotion yeah they're claiming oh it's a hand pass there's a strike action but there's not and the same thing is happening in hurling this is yeah. not just solely with Camogie like, I, I do find like I know at the game at the weekend like <laughs> I don't know like I think I'd like I don't think the referee to be honest you had to pull anybody on hand pass and, but like you'd often guess you know the old shout out from the sideline or you know from the stand and you're don't, don't talk to me about so, um, sidelines now because I mean there's girls only getting the ball in their hand or they're literally down on the ground after picking a ball up properly. But I think you're that's dead just, right. Yeah, I think but that, that is you're just I think that's just second right. nature when it comes to managers and for managers and not even just managers on teams, it's for everybody. You know, you just listen, you want you want your team to get every kind of hot. Is this is this, this part of the coaching? Is this part of the coaching book? I mean, you're no, a manager that you have to roar steps at the referee, you have to shout throw ball at the referee, you have to shout push in the back referee or but it's not even the, the managers. A lot of it is the spectators. And I'm kind of looking like when somebody gets a ball, I subconsciously count five steps. Why would you count five steps? Or count four. four steps. Sorry. See, there you go. Steps. Well, I there you count go. Five steps because most. Did you doing an awful lot of rattling there? It's the coaching. Sorry, sorry. Most re- most referees <laughs> will allow you five steps. <laughs> well, you won't. But unless, you're not unless most you're Martin referees. <laughs> But realistically, they'll give them the benefit. You're, you're of the making doubt. me out to be a right tyrant here now, so you are. Right. Do you know what? I will Did say. Change. I will say. <laughs> oh my god! I will say in all the matches that I've been at, I don't, I don't think I've seen it as much as a problem in the club matches as we had seen as in some of the intercounty level. matches. Steps or hand pass? A hand passing. Well, I think it's poor technique now and any of the matches I've been at recently I've been watching and it is, I do agree with Martin, it's very hard to decipher. I don't know how you, you would decipher it as a referee. Yeah. but it's, 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 it's very simple. Like there must be a way of coaching. Like when I was coaching, you had a way of coaching yeah. to do a hand pass. Is, are, are we not doing that anymore? No, I think we are, but I think there's also that expectation that when you get up to adult level, that you should know how. Well, to I think if ball. you come to fourteen or sixteen now, and you can't really hand pass a ball, that you yeah. have to be trying to taught how to yeah, hand pass a ball properly. Yeah, there, like it has that, to start That's a problem. From, yeah, it has to start from. The, but I will say the standard of refereeing, I think, has been very, very good um, in the games. Oh, agreed. Yeah, yeah it has agreed. been really, really good. And I think the level of physicality has really upped its game as well this year. And I like the way the referees are are leaving it. Flow. Are leaving it flow. Yeah. It's not. Uh, a, it's no, not, there's no such thing as leaving it flow. They're applying the rules properly, and teams yes, are just playing games. It's not. Um, it's not stop start anymore. But which I think is which really, is really. We were getting yeah, it. and I think do you know what? It's actually becoming. I think, I actually think if you look at any of the games this year, there's been a lot bigger crowds at club matches this year than there has in previous. Oh, unbelievable! Years. Yeah. I mean, even Huge. in Glenmore the other day, like I mean mm. the the stand you could say was pretty full uh, on the Glenmore side, and there was definitely spectators standing on the sideline as well mm. um, and I mean even the, the couple of games that I was at the, the previous uh, weekend like more, uh, Ballyhale and Glenmore now I know it was a great day but the crowd yeah. came to that one St. Clair's and Emeralds one match that there was mm. a poor crowd at in the two weeks yeah well Emeralds St. Clair's that we had in um, my home pitch at home as well the week before I mean 
you wouldn't see that as a junior B game with some up in the crowd that was in it. It was unbelievable. And it was great atmosphere. Well, it added are, to it. I think people are copping on that there's, you know, you will see a good match and there is good skill on show and, yeah. and the girls deserve the, the, the um, support. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do, I think. But to, come, to go back to your hand passing, I personally, I haven't seen it being a massive issue in the games that I've been at. But must be just me, so I think you're just being mm. a stickler for the rule, are you? <laughs> I can't help it, you know. Just I'm, I'm probably a technical referee. The them things, the yeah. Pernickety. I give you a pernickety. Right, it's time to mute, mute you now at the minute yourself and your tyrant, and and that's it. Good luck. <laughs> right, let's move on to the fixtures details for the weekend, Anya. We are going to start. Uh, Oh, I have ones on Thursday night, haven't I? I have to go back to this one. Right. Um, Thursday night is the meeting of... Where are we? St. Clair's and Dane's Fort. Uh, 7 o'clock throw-in in Kilmacow. Thursday. Yeah. How do you see this one going? I'm just trying to figure out my diary now for the week. Where am I going to be going? Um... St. Clair's are they're they're going very very well at the moment you have to say Danes Fort haven't had the easiest go in the league championship so far and I think probably going down to probably having to go down to Kilmacow is going to be it's going to be a huge huge task for Danes Fort uh, but I think when if you're kind of looking on form you would have to go with St. Clair's on this one Okay, the next one then, uh, since I just discovered this evening that it has been changed, it is the meeting of the Michael Ling Motors Senior League Round 3 game. And guess who's playing in it? Tullerone and Pilltown. Wouldn't you know? And the secretary comes in and tells me that it's on at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock, not yeah. 6. Oh, okay, I'll change. I Sorry, I will change that now, your Royal Highness. Thanks very much. <laughs> anyway, what, how is this going to go even though you don't predict your own yeah, team? Yeah, I don't predict my own um, games to be fair. Uh, but listen, I think this is a massive game for, it's a huge game for both teams. I suppose both teams are kind of going into this. They both have a win. They both have a loss. Um, you know, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a tough task. I, like I can only talk for, from a Tullerone point of view. We have to kind of pick ourselves off from last weekend and, you know, momentum is certainly with Piltown at the moment. Um, To me, Piltown are always a, a very, very strong team. I can't, I don't think we've ever beaten them at senior level, to be honest, which I think maybe once in the... But you have home venue. We've home venue. That matters to nothing. Home venue. Uh, here, here was me thinking that was in Piltown and I was going to say I have a nice handy trip up to Piltown no. now on Friday no. night to be, in, to, to be in the middle of herself like and leave her give out away here then next Monday night. And <laughs> no, <laughs> listen, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a huge game. I think, you know, Piltown is certainly a, a very much an on-form team at the moment. They really, really are. And I suppose if Kellyanne Dial is back, you have the likes of Aoife Dial back as well. You know, she wasn't there last year Katie Powers there you've got some really really fantastic players so Laura Norris Eve Norris So in other words you're leaving it to me to make prediction Oh yeah I'm not predicting that one at all Piltown by 10 Ooh. <laughs> If only you could see the face there right now Well the last time I said something like that it worked for you so I mean you know <laughs> No I'm certainly not going to predict any scores Definitely no. not Are you reffing that one? Which? <laughs> that one 
you know, okay. I might okay. go to Tullerone. Yeah, of course you can come to Tullerone. You might be welcome in Tullerone, <laughs> but you can certainly come to Tullerone. <laughs> That's why I don't make these predictions, yeah. you see, in case that I do end up mm. in any of them. Uh, right, let's move along to Saturday. I, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to get it as soon as this is gone. She'd probably give it to me on air anyway. It wouldn't bother her. Exactly. Uh, the River Court Hotel Premier Junior game between John Locke's Bennett's Bridge and Piltown is currently down for half past two of the weekend, although... I do believe this one could be moved to the free weekend but in case it's not and it does go ahead the weekend who do we see winning? This free weekend is not really becoming a free weekend is it? There's a load of matches that yeah, But I it. suppose listen that's the, we had the, the option is there for teams so you know it's a, it's a, it's good in one way too. Um, you know huge game for both teams I suppose both teams very very strong Piltown beaten in a county semi-final last year John Locks as we've already spoken about a home venue for John Locks Benz Bridge in this one I want to give the nod to John Locks Bensbridge on this one. I think they just seem to be really on form and had a really good start to their campaign last week. So I'm going to give it give it to John Locks Bensbridge. Okay, dogs. Push the right button. Uh, let's move on then and stick with the Premier Junior. This is the meeting of the Roar Nastig and Greg Namana. Half past four on Saturday afternoon. Again, this probably might be subject to change as well, but currently it's down for half four. So. I suppose you could say it is a kind of a, a clash of neighbours because mm. they're not too far away from one another. Who's going to come out on top of yeah, this one? Not too far away from each other, but I think, listen, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm, I'm heading with Greg Namana again on this one. I think I'm, I've just, I was just really, really impressed. I know they lost to her the night I was there, but like just really, really impressed with some of their players. And I, and I, I'd, I'd love, I want to get another chance to see them again because I think, I think that they can, I think that they're going to do wonders this year. And I think that they're going to be a little bit too strong for Roran Stieg as well. And if I'm not mistaken, it is a home game for Greg Namana, even though it is down for Innistieg. But I think that was reversed because Greg Namana had no home game on the fixtures. Um, but I will double check that. But I'm, I'm 99% sure that is a home game for Greg Namana. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move along to the senior game between Clara and Wine Gap. Half past six on Saturday evening in Clara. Nice time for a game. Yep. Nice handy one for you now. How do you see this one coming? This is a big game for Clara. You know, I suppose coming off the fa- uh, coming off the back of a loss, Wine Gap will want to, will want to be getting a, a victory in this to make sure that they kind of finish top of the group. And I suppose having a really good uh, having a really good score line set up against last week, they'll be aiming to kind of you know push themselves on. I think when you kind of look at form, even though it is a home game for Clara, you would have to look at Wine Gap in this one. I think that they're going to be. I think that they're proving that they are kind of one of D teams this year Right okay uh, I didn't have this coming up earlier on to me so that is Monday that is Tuesday Thursday Friday Monday that is page 4 do I need page 4 I don't need page 4 but I do need page 6 so custom page 6 print 2 of them and go Right, they're gone to the main printer, Lil. Uh, <laughs> Off you trot. <laughs> On you well, go. you know, you're, you're producing for us, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we gone now? I'm, I'm gone off me rocker here. We had Clara and Winegap, so next uh, up is Sunday. No, we've no match on Sunday. Uh, there is, there's a game down for Sunday. No. Changed? No, 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 no game Sunday. Blacks and Whites uh, and Tuller? No, I'm looking at that. That's down for Monday. Okay. That was my next one actually to come to. Um, so where is that gone? Yes, uh, Premier Junior game, Blacks and Whites, Tullerhart, Monday evening, half past six in Tom Welsh Park. 
yeah, it's actually just changed today on me. Um, so, how do you see that going? Yeah, another big game for these two teams. Um, but I suppose you would have to look at the on-form team at the moment. Tuller just seemed to be kind of that touch bit above everyone else, having a great scoreline against uh, Ronge Deeg last weekend. Uh, blacks and Whites, I suppose. Oh, thanks, Lil. Uh, blacks and Whites, listen, they'll want to put in a performance on home soil, but you you would have to give the nod to Tuller on this one as well. Great producer, to be fair to her. <laughs> uh, right, now, tell her who, because she's taking my... Uh, Predictions here for me. So, who did you say we're going with? Uh, Tuller. Tuller her on that one. Yeah. Right. We're going with the senior one before that. Wine gap. Thank you. No problem. Right. Where are we moving to? Sticking with senior. James Stevens and St. Bridget's out in the Kells Road at a quarter to seven on Monday the 4th. James Stevens, can they continue their winning streak? Ooh, interesting. She's like, for anyone that don't know, she's like a one that's actually meditating here at the minute. She's hopping two highlighters <laughs> off the table while she's thinking and who's going to win this. All we need is... <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not going to start that. There's a lot. Oh, yeah, sure. All the games are on Monday. There are a lot of games on... You see Electric Picnic is on, so... Yes, EP. Yeah. Um, oh, no, I'm not. I'm too old to be going to things like that. Um... James Stevens versus St. Bridget's that's going to be a tasty one that's going to be a tasty game James Stevens St. Bridget's at home in James Stevens they had a great victory last weekend James Stevens so did St. Bridget's they had another really good victory oh very very interesting I'd love to see the matchups and that could actually be the game of the night I think that, oh no okay I'm going to go I'm going to very, very slightly give the nod to James Stevens on this one, but don't be, I would, I, I, it could be a draw. But I'm going to go James Stevens. I don't like draws. Could be, you know, you don't do draws. Yeah. Um, I'm right. going to go James Stevens, but very slightly. St. Bridges are coming off the back of a big, a big win from Clara. Their confidence is going to be up. But James Stevens had a, a very good win against... Um, you do know that that tapping noise yeah, that no, you're sorry. doing keeps coming out in my ears yeah, here. Really, really sorry. Yeah, I'm going to go ever so slightly go with James Stevens in that one. Are you sure now? Yeah. Oh. Positive. Can you come back to me actually on that one? <laughs> We take 50-50 <laughs> or ask the audience ask Owen Carey next door Owen who's going to win the game uh, right we'll come back to it so Conaghy St. Martins is the other senior game that is on at the same time it is in Jenkinstown who's going to win this one <laughs> um, another big game for both teams um, dun 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 <laughs> I am going to go <laughs> And oh no. don't mind looking at her because I mean even if she gives you the evil eye I mean you know you have to pick somebody I would just worry about Connie now at the moment if their injuries with their injuries like if Shannon Fien is and I know it's just one player but like she's a huge player for them um, I'm going to give the nod to St. Martin's Okay, I haven't picked them yet at all, so I'm going to give them the nod. Okay. So it can't be shown to favour. I suppose it's as good a reason as any. Right, let's take with the seniors, Barrow Rangers and Thomastown. This is a home game for Barrow Rangers in Paulstown. The county champions are on the road the weekend. Who's going to win though? This is a big pressure game for both teams, really, when you kind of think about it. You know, both teams have had two losses um, in their their groups. You know, both teams lost by points their first day out and... You could more or less say both teams 
got a trimming on their second day out. So they're kind of going, probably both teams are going into this mentally the same. Um, so it's how they're, I suppose, how they're both going to pick themselves up after it. Um, but I, I, I'm i going to give the nod to Thomastown. I think this is where they'll kind of start to get their momentum back and build from that. So I'm going to go with Thomastown in that in that, in that that game. Okay, the next one is certainly going to be a tasty affair. Dixborough and yes. Young Ireland. It's in Palmerstown at a quarter to seven as well. This is the last of the senior games. Who's yes. going to come out on top of this one? I apologise. This one is actually going to be the game of the evening. Um, it is. It's going to be the game of the evening. And you know, okay, okay. I'm going to give the nod to Young Ireland on this one. Oh, controversial. Yeah, I know. But again, I haven't seen Dixburg this year and I'd, listen, Dixburg are phenomenal. They're absolutely excellent. They're brilliant. But Young Ireland's are good, lads. They're good. I like Young Ireland's. Now, I shouldn't like them after last weekend's demolition <laughs> job. But like, they 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 are good. They they are a good team. Um yeah, I'm, do you know what? I, 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 I'm going to go Young Ireland on it. Right, let's move on to the Shaw's Department Store Intermediate Game. O'Loughlin's and Freshford currently is down for Monday at a quarter to seven. Who's going to win this one? Do, do, do. Um, I'd be kind of shot if I don't say... Don't mind being shot. You can be shot all you want because I'll stand in front of you and it won't hurt you, so don't worry. <laughs> Don't okay, you bounce, like, bounce off me. Um, okay. So O'Loughlin's, what have we got? We've got a win. We've got two wins. No, we've got a win and a draw. A win and a draw. We've for St. Lactons, then we have a win and we had nothing last weekend. Oh, big game. Big game in in St. John's Park as well. Um be very interested in matchups and this one's who's going to take up Laura Green who's going to take up Lydia Fitz be very very interesting there um, who's going to have the more firepower I believe Danielle Quigley is playing centre forward for centre forward for O'Loughlin Gales going to be very very interesting um, and listen I'm going to be shot but I'm going to go with it I'm going to put my neck on the line and I'm going to go with O'Loughlin's on this one Okie dokies. I think O'Loughlin's can go places this year. I really do. I think they will. I think O'Loughlin's will. I think they've proved that they can compete and I think that they'll go places. I really, really do. Okay, let's move it on to the next one. Emerald St. Anne's Carrick Shock. This game will either be in Erlingford, Johnstown or Galmoy. No proper venue on it at the minute. 1845 throwing as well. Who's going to come out on top? Um, this, I think this again is another big task for uh, Carrick Shock as well. Um, physically, I think that they're going to be able to match Emerald St. Anne's. But again, I think it's a firepower up front. Um, so I'm edging this only because of the home venue on it. I'm going to go with Emerald St. Anne's on it. Okay. Emerald St. Anne's on that one. Uh, something playing in my background here. Don't know what it is. Uh, right, where am I going with my next one? Um, Ballyhale and Moonkine in Park Nashamroga in Ballyhale. This is certainly going to be a nice affair for intermediates. Top of the table clash, Moonkine and Ballyhale. Yeah, it's a big one, isn't it? Um... It's a big one, I suppose. You kind of have to look. Okay, both teams are obviously on form. Both teams are coming off the back of two wins. Um, I'm going to ever so slightly edge Moonkine on this one as well. Okay. So Moonkine is getting the nice and brief. I feel like if I say too much, 
could be held accountable for it. Could be held accountable anyway. Yeah. No accountability. Be grand. Right. Next intermediate game. Lisdowney Glenmore in Lisdowney. Quarter to seven. All these games are quarter to seven, by the way. So how do you see this going? Um, another big game for both teams, I suppose. Both teams coming off the back of a loss. Um, the last day around but you would have to look at Liz Downey they had a very good victory over Mullinavat the first day and everybody would have fancied Mullinavat to kind of come out of that game um, I think Rachel Kelly or Rachel Hogan Rachel Kelly as as she's now known I think she's been a huge addition to Liz Downey um, and it's kind of a loud and clear feeling to have a little bit more of a free reign more so um, so I'm going to go Liz Downey Okie dokes. And in the last game then we have the Roarness League versus Mullinavat in in a steeg how is this one going to turn out another big one there for, for both teams really um, on form though at the moment and unfortunately for Mullinavat like they are kind of coming up a roaring steeg team that kind of seem to be hitting form now at the moment so I'm going to go with roaring steeg in that one okie dokes so they're all the matches that's on over the weekend a couple of them have been changed as we said already to the following weekend which is the weekend of the 8th, 9th and 10th of September but plenty of matches to sink your teeth into over the weekend and as I always say when I'm giving out the information please make sure to check kilkennycomogie.ie for up to date information on matches before you attempt to travel anywhere around the county because there could be late minute uh, changes or alterations to times or venues so please do check it out um, to see how we're going on that right I suppose another important topic that we have to talk about Anya is the Come On Kind team of the year and we have been trying in vain to I suppose up uh, the team of the year's profile for a better word, for our club players. Mm -hmm. And we were looking to see if we could find an overall sponsor Mm -hmm. for our event, which is a costly event because trying to put on an an all-star type event, uh, Black Tie Affair, does not come cheap. Yes. Um, And the way things are at the minute with economies, it's not cheap at all at all. So, what we are asking and we are putting it out there is if we could get eight to ten businesses who might be able to come on board for €1,000 to sponsor our Team of the Year event and be equal partners in the sponsorship of the event on the night. We really, really, really would love to hear from you if you're in a position to uh, to help out or maybe there's a couple of players that's in your club that does Trojan work both on and off the field at inter-county level or even club level um, and you'd like to get involved uh, with ourselves on the team of the year. We really want to highlight the club player because the inter-county player gets an awful lot of recognition. They get uh, so much promotion. They get publicity. The club player doesn't. And we would love to put on an event for them. So if you can at all get involved or you think that you could uh, be one of our sponsors, um, as we say, eight to ten people, we're looking for you to come on board. It costs €1,000 to try and put on the event. You can make contact with ourselves through Come on, kind. That's C A M A N C A I N T at KCLR ninety six FM dot com, and we would be more than delighted to uh, help you out and give you all of the information and further information if you require it as well. But we really, really, really uh, would love to hear from anybody who will be in a position to uh, help us out and to try and make 
the uh, the event on you, which mm-hmm. has been running with the last two years. We started off really small. We went a little bit bigger last year, but we really want to go all out this year for us. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really, really important. Like, and I suppose we're trying to we're trying to grow this, and we want to make this an annual thing. And like, obviously, you know, it, it does cost money to do it. But I hope people realize, like, we're tr- we're trying to do this to to give it back to the to the to the club player. Like, and it's just recognition, really, for for each player um, on each team. And you know, it's something really, really important. I feel. And we look at some other counties, and they they certainly do the same thing. And you know, they're able to to get the sponsorship. So it would be it would be lovely if anybody would like to help in any way shape or form it would be great um, because the, the girls they certainly deserve it the club players have been training since last January or February you know and they've but they put in a lot a lot of work to keep the clubs going behind the scenes um, you know so this is this is really really important and that is an important point because the club player starts training very very early and they really have to wait with the new split season involved mm-hmm. with the inter-county a bit like the hurlers you know I mean we look at the hurlers they are probably uh, coming into round three this weekend coming after they are all Ireland we are hitting round uh, two round three slash this weekend as mm-hmm. well so there is a long gap there for the club player to yeah. be putting in the effort going training doing the gym work doing their own ball work etc and for them to be recognised in an event that showcases the best talents yeah. around that we have and let's be fair it's 45 of the best players that we have. It's not just the best 15 in the county. It's with your own grade. So it's the best 15 senior, best 15 intermediate, best 15 junior. Um, And we would love to really do it and to commission uh, a nice trophy as well for our participants. Mm -hmm. Um, We know it's a lot. We know the economy is in a downturn as such, but things have been picking up lately. So, you know, for yourselves and for anybody that is, because we don't get grants, we don't get funding. We do this off of our own back. We go out, we try and source the sponsorship as we have done over the last two years to put on the event. Um, And this was one of our plans to really, really put on a huge black tie event for our club players to try and give them a bit more exposure give them a decent night out for something that they do because mm-hmm. they train hard all year you know they put in so much effort they yeah. win county titles or whatever and uh, you know they're part of the club community they're part of the club history and we really want to honour those best players for our senior intermediate and junior players so yeah. we're appealing we're, we're asking if you can at all please 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 do try and uh, help us to put this event into motion which will take place because we have the hotel and all booked we have a date of available on the 1st of December so if if you can at all please do get in contact with us the email address again is c-a-m-a-n-c-a-i-n-t all one word all lowercase at kclr96 fm.com and that'll come straight to myself or on you and we will be more than happy to answer any queries that you have and just to say for people that don't know in the last this will be our third year of doing it and for the previous two years, we've gotten messages from girls who didn't make their team of the year, but were just nominated mm. and have continued to. And I'd say there's probably over the two years, there's probably 10 or 12 girls over the two years who've come to us and said, thanks very much. I'm so thrilled with the nomination. I was going to pack in my camogie because I didn't feel that I was fulfilling my potential or that my club didn't see that I was fulfilling mm. my potential but because I've been nominated on your team of the year I'm going to continue hurling. Yeah. And for me that's probably the most rewarding 
and satisfying part of running the team of the year for the past two years that we've we can clap ourselves on the back and say mm. girls have continued to hurl because they're because we're acknowledging them. Yeah. yeah, and we don't do it for claps on the back, by the no, way. No, we don't, know. by but the way. It, yeah. it, it is all about the club player and that's why we did set up the team of the year first. And you were always very vocal about that, about promoting the club mm. player, yeah. you know, giving the club player recognition. And especially you know, the female, because mm-hmm. let's be honest about it. I mean, the lads have teams of the year going. I mean, the... They have teams of the month. The inter-county competitions that's going, you know, there's yeah. always a player of the week or yeah, whatever, or player of the matches. Mm-hmm. So, you know, really, really, we want to showcase the best of talent that we have within Kilkenny at club level for all of our club players which you are a club player mm-hmm. um, as one as well and I mean you've had players nominated from Tullerone as well over the last couple of years so I mean how have they felt about it? Yeah like you know, do you know what was funny I was actually at training the other evening and um, Neve Dowling actually had her come on kind to her all-star jersey on and I was like oh look at you you know like and she was like yeah she's like do you know what she's like it's such a great thing like and you know everybody that you talk to like they they do like they do say like it is a really really good thing that's been done and I think people actually enjoy kind of listening and waiting to see who the nominations are and waiting to see who like it's like it's it's like when the all star team is named out which we're all yeah. glued to the television waiting to see and who like the crowd like. that turned in last yeah. year I think there were only was there. There was only about two four, girls. Four or five out of the three was there groups as well. There was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's but about they, all. They couldn't turn in because of work or whatever, but like there was a place was packed like I think we had 90 players and then their family yeah. and yeah. then whoever else there was, was a few there. managers that came yeah. along to see it and yeah, yeah I mean exactly. we, we definitely had 130 plus I'd say out yeah. in, uh, in Palmerstown last week yeah. yeah, or last week, year mm-hmm. I should say but um, yeah look we're putting out the appeal out there we have before anyone asks we have gone and we have tried uh, all of the, the big businesses around as well but look we do know that money is tight and for somebody to try and uh, come up with the bundle themselves um but I mean we're not going to say no if somebody out there somebody out does there. Uh, want to get involved mm-hmm. and become the main sponsor of the event we would be more than happy to have a chat with you as well you can always get in contact again at the same email that we have read out earlier on but yeah look we're looking to put this forward and um, we're trying to get it sorted out within the next couple of weeks if we can because obviously the booking in the hotel will uh, will not be kept forever for us and we would like to be try uh, and able to get that done as quickly as possible so we appreciate taking the time to even consider um, our little proposal and that but if you can at all as we said please do get in contact with uh, Anya or myself and we'll be more than happy to uh, to give you any more details or information that you would require on it um, and we look forward to hopefully uh, being in partnership with mm-hmm. yourselves um, over this uh, event which will surely be uh, a spectacular event for all of our club players and that as well but Anya that is it from ourselves here on Come On Kind for episode 3 we are in season 5 we are into the third round of the league championship games things will certainly be hotting up after next week and we will have a lot more action results previews the whole lot to come on next week's podcast but from myself Anya and Lillian here in the KCLR studios this evening it's goodbye from us all thank you bye Bye.
international physicality wise and you know they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Yeah.